Hello, hello, my loves. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of How to Be a Better Person. I am super excited for this episode because we are going to dive in a little deeper to emotional release, which seems like it's been a major theme for me this year. We'll be talking about breath work with today's guest, Taylor Tozak, who is actually my former life coach. She is just an absolute gift of a human, you guys. Um, So formally, she is a spiritual life and business coach with a holistic, trauma-informed approach to coaching her clients using breath work, somatic practices, mindset work, just all of the things. She's truly incredible, and she'll also be taking us through a short beginner breathwork practice for a few minutes at the end of the podcast. So if you want to participate in that, we just ask that you be in a relaxed state, maybe not at work or driving or anything. Be comfy. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the emotion code, which is a healing modality that I have been working on all year with myself and my practice clients. I'm actually very close to completing my certification in that. So this is going to be a really good value-packed episode. Very excited about it. Also, if you haven't heard the last episode, which was about processing trauma through somatics with Rochelle Lavoie, you also may want to check that one out because these episodes, I kind of feel like they go hand in hand. I also just really want to share something with you guys about that. So uh, last time I mentioned that Rochelle and I were going to start offering somatic healing sessions together, and I really want to thank those of you who've reached out and wanted to experience that with us. Rochelle and I really loved doing those sessions, and we found them to be such a powerful and emotional experience. I actually really want to share a review with you guys from one of our clients really quick. She says... As soon as I heard this podcast, I knew that I needed to work with both Rochelle and Natasha. Wow, it was much more than I expected. The session was amazing, and I felt such a release through my body. I also loved the fact that they both gave me tips and techniques to work on after the session. They also made sure that I had my goals and strategies laid out before we ended the session, and even stayed longer than our allotted time to complete it. They are both such a magnificent presence in this community, and I cannot wait to work with them again. I would absolutely recommend them to anyone out there who wants to get in deeper touch with yourself. This was an absolute joy, and I want to thank you ladies so much. It's super cool to have people just randomly reach out to us because of something you guys heard on a podcast and wanted to try, and then, you know, it actually ends up being a very moving and impactful experience. So if you want to know more about that, Rochelle and I actually do these sessions together on Zoom. So it'll start off with just a short conversation to get clear on your intentions for the session. And then Rochelle will take the client through a physical somatic release process. She's amazing, very intuitive with it. And of course, it looks different from client to client, depending on where you're storing tension. So then once the client is in a fully relaxed state, I will take over and do a full chakra assessment and clearing, and then we'll all get together and talk about areas of interest, have a little strategy session, map out goals, and just get the client on track. So these have just been very gratifying to witness such a deep level of healing. Um, So if this is something that you're interested in experiencing with Rochelle and I, please send me an email. It's Natasha at brightsoulhealing.com, or you can find me on Instagram or in my Facebook group. Y'all know what it is. So Anyways, that being said, let's get back to today's topic because I am really, really excited to share Taylor with you guys. She has been such an inspiration for me. I can't say enough good things about her and all of her magic, so I am just going to let her tell you everything. 
Hi, Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me today. Tell me everything you do. <laughs> Hi, I'm so happy to be here. If we were to go into everything I do, I feel like it'd be a long podcast of me just talking about myself and I want to actually like share some value <laughs> with your audience. So uh, my name is Taylor Tozak. I'm also known as Taylor the Life Coach on Instagram, and I am a spiritual life coach and business mentor for aspiring and embodied entrepreneurs who feel this deep mission and pull to serve the world through their self-expression and embodiment and give back through their life experience because I truly believe that we all have a very unique set of experiences and lessons and circumstances that we have walked through and we all have value and wisdom to share with one another and so I've embarked on the path of life coaching because I walked myself through some pretty challenging circumstances and experiences and found really profound wisdom and lessons on the other side of it. And I felt this deep pull in my heart to start sharing that with people. So I've been a coach for a three and a half years now and it started after a pretty intense breakup um I was in a relationship for about four years I had a very stable job stable income beautiful house kind of like the ideal life but I was drinking every weekend I was numbing myself out I was extremely out of touch with myself and I felt like is this all that life is if this is all that life is I feel incredibly bored and unfulfilled and stuck and so after completely like sabotaging that relationship and feeling like there's no other way out other than to walk away, I moved out basically overnight and I ended up getting myself a life coach and really started taking a look at myself and the behaviors that I had and the beliefs that I had and some of the emotional patterns that were playing out in my life that were manifesting in the way that I showed up in the world. And at that moment in time, I also had just started a personal training business. So I was working one-on-one -on -one with clients on their bodies because for me, fitness was a really powerful avenue into overcoming a lot of addictions and depression and anxiety and feeling like I had some sense of control in my life. So as I was working with clients in their physical body, I started to also apply these concepts that I'd learned through coaching with my life coach and the books that I was reading and the podcasts that I was listening to. And they started to get really beautiful results that were beyond just their body, their mind, their emotions, their energy, their relationships, their finances, all of these things started to really evolve and change in their life. And I remember listening to a podcast that proposed the question, should you be a life coach? And every single question that she asked was like a full body fuck yes for me. And so I quit my job. I decided to pivot from fitness coaching to life coaching and I went all in and it's been about three and a half years and I've had the privilege of working with some really incredible clients. And each time that I kind of go through an experience within myself, I notice that I attract these people who are also on the same pathway. And so I'm very devoted to this life of constant growth and evolution and sharing my lessons and experiences and even just like the education that I have with people. So that is me and what I do. And I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. It sounds like you've been through a lot, but all of those experiences have led you to where you are. And I'm so thankful that you chose to go down this path because I wouldn't be a life coach if it wasn't for you. <laughs> I love you and I'm, I'm so grateful. Yeah, I feel like I also wouldn't be a life coach without the people who went ahead of me, you know? And I think that there are like 
deep within ourselves, we are all the leaders of our own lives, but sometimes we forget that and we fall victim to circumstance or we feel overwhelmed with what's happening in life. And then there's these human beings who have gone through what you're going through and they share their experience, whether it be through a podcast or a book or a post on Instagram that activates something inside of you and reminds you of how powerful you are. And that's essentially why I also embarked on this journey as well is because there were people who went ahead of me and I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. Yes, absolutely. I totally resonate with that. So the theme of this episode is emotional release. And my first ever breathwork session was with you. And you guys, it was so powerful. I definitely cried. I would love to know more about what put you on that journey towards getting certified in breathwork. Yeah, beautiful. So one of the things that I have chosen to do is if I could give this past version of me a gift what would it be? And it would be breath work because growing up um, as a young child, I'm a very highly sensitive, very empathetic human being. And I used to have really severe panic attacks growing up. I would feel really overwhelmed by emotions and energies and just life in general. And I'd find myself feeling stuck in emotions and like I couldn't actually move through something. And so there was a moment in during the pandemic, actually, where a lot of the stuff going on in the world was like super fucking overwhelming for my nervous system. And I'm like, how do I navigate this? Like all of the mindset tools I have are not working. Like what I know is not enough at this point. And there was this couple that I follow Christine Hassler and her husband Stefanos, and they were hosting a free breathwork session. And I'm like, okay, cool breathwork. I have no idea what I'm getting into, but let me sign up for this free thing. And so I did this breathwork session with them and I literally have never felt that many emotions, but in a really powerful way in my whole entire life, I felt joy. I felt sadness. I felt grief. I felt anger. I felt frustration. I felt happy. I felt relief. I felt everything. And I also felt like it actually moved through my body. So up until that point, I thought that I was releasing and processing my emotions, but I was really just thinking my way through them. So they were still trapped in my body. Like if we think about emotions, their energy in motion. But if we just think our way through them, we're not actually resolving them. We're kind of like, okay, this is fixed, but energetically or emotionally, it's still stuck in my body. So I went through this, I think it was maybe like 30 minutes of breath work. Um, and it brought all of these energies, all of these emotions up. And I wasn't even thinking about anything. I was just feeling, and I felt so fucking free on the other side of that session. And it was like, you know, when you have those divine moments where you're like, I know I'm meant to do this. That's exactly what happened on the other side. And I started researching breath work and I found a certification that started in a few months from then. And I signed up and I went through the most beautiful journey of really releasing a lot of the stuff from my body. And I learned about somatics and I got trauma informed and I went through this beautiful experience of letting go of a lot of the stuff that I had been still carrying inside of my body. Um, and the program that I went through is called pause breath work. Samantha Skelly is the founder and she's actually from Vancouver, Canada, which is where I live right now as well. And we met in San Diego and I met all these incredible humans and it's just like, 
so trusting in the path of my evolution. So that's how I discovered breath work. And I went through a really intense seven month journey and had the opportunity of facilitating some really beautiful experiences, which you had the opportunity of as well. And I still integrate it into my coaching and the processes that I do with my clients, because I truly believe that we can get so far with mindset work until the body starts to get in the way. Yeah. I completely agree. I'm finding that with the emotion code work as well, feeling the emotions physically trapped in your body. So I I do agree. So tell me about your experience teaching breath work and leading your clients through the process. What have you learned in this time that you've been certified in doing this for a while? That the body has all of the answers. Mm. The body has all of the answers. We can try so hard to figure it out and find the solutions. And like, the truth is, is that the mind is limited to our past and our experiences and based on what we've been told. But if we actually access our intuition by getting out of the mind and into the body, we can receive information from what you could call your higher self or your intuition or those like really wise, intelligent parts of you that will, you can lean on to trust through anything. And one of the things that I always keep in mind is that I want to guide people back to themselves. I want to guide you back to you because life has told you who you should be and how you should be and how you should show up and think and behave and do. And it's not authentic to who you actually are. And by peeling back the layers of limiting beliefs and trauma and emotions and energies that are not authentic to the core of who you are, you're able to access that wise intelligence that exists within here. And so in facilitating breath work, I've watched some people like have these really profound shifts. Um, now at this point, I combine breath work and somatics together. So I bring breath and movement in together to really let you move that energy through your body. And I feel like on more of a spiritual level, I have some pretty fucking awesome intuitive gifts that I get to integrate into breath work and into somatic processing and combining all of those things together. I've seen clients have really intense emotional releases where you're able to let go of the stuff that you've been carrying for years. And this can happen within like a 20 minute session. And really allowing yourself to surrender into that experience. You can have such an intense shift that doesn't have to take years and years and years of talking about it because we can talk and talk and talk, but we're telling ourselves the same story over and over, which is further programming that belief of that experience. So instead of just thinking about it, let's fucking feel it. And I think that we all need to get better at feeling and experiencing our emotions instead of just thinking our way through and continuing the cycles of what's already been done in the past. I totally agree. It's like you can talk about emotions and you can be aware of your emotions, but if you're not releasing them, they're still trapped in you. And so it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like our session yesterday that we did too, where I, I'm like, oh yeah, I can perfectly recall when that emotion happened and when I didn't actually process it and how we were talking about before the podcast that we're always going to be attracting our experiences to us to trigger that unprocessed emotion so we can actually let it go. So going in and discovering like, Hey, where, where did this emotion stem from? Or you don't even have to know all the time, but accessing that emotion that you may not consciously be aware of and then 
releasing it. You're not going to be manifesting these experiences that you've already experienced, but instead you're going to have so much more control over the choices that you start to make in your life. Absolutely. That's beautiful. (laughs) So let's go back to, you were talking earlier about somatics. Tell me how that kind of ties into the breath work. Weren't you also pursuing a somatic certification? I have one actually. Yes. Yes. I completed it a few months ago. It was really beautiful. I actually did it while I was in Costa Rica. So it was just like being immersed in the jungle and doing somatic sessions in front of the ocean. It was just, it was a really beautiful process to go through. And I feel like everything that certifications, coaches, courses, programs, whatever it is that I choose to take, it always comes into my life exactly when I need it. But I have to choose myself into it. And when I chose into it, it was just like very intuitive. Yes. Like I I trust and I know that I need this right now, even if it doesn't like make sense to me to do it, it makes sense for me to do it. So I went into it and it was around the time that my relationship was coming to completion. And I knew I have some stuff that I need to process here. And so with somatics, it's essentially the movement of energy through breath, through sound and through movement. And so in somatic processing, I'll combine basically working with whatever it is that's trapped in your body. Even if you conscious, if you consciously know there's a point where we get to in our experience where our ego will get in the way because it doesn't actually want to go all the way into feeling that pain. Like our ego's job is to protect us from pain. So we'll feel something like I feel something is off. I don't exactly know what it is. And will have an association with the sensations in our body. So there's this thing that you would call essentially sensation association, where I would say, maybe for example, I'm feeling like tightness in my heart and it's about going and recording a podcast or going and investing in this program or going and telling my partner something that is really important. And we'll feel that sensation in some part of our body. And we have an association about what it means. So in First and foremost, we can reframe the way that we think about energies and emotions in our bodies and actually choose to believe that this could mean something different. Like maybe anxiety actually means like excitement and liberation versus fear run away from it. And then in identifying how we can relate to our emotions and our energy in a different way, and then actually going in and releasing it. So there's a combination of different exercises, um, sensation association, there's parts work. This is when you'll have like two conflicting parts of you. Like I want to do this thing, but I feel like I can't. It's like, there's this resistance will often self-sabotage or like say, I want to do it, but not do it. And it creates this mistrust. You can actually go in and release and integrate that energy. So these parts work symbiotically versus against each other. Um, and then you can also go into the movement aspect. So I, I love to dance. I love to move my body. And I found that in becoming more intuitive in touch with my body, I'm able to release energy and emotions through certain parts of it that it's been stuck. So in our session that we had yesterday too, 
near the end, I was telling Natasha that, Ooh, I noticed that I have a fucking headache now. And I have like all this pain in my neck. So she went in and she found out like, Ooh, this is the emotion that's there. And this is what it's correlated to. And so if we're having chronic pain or we're having even dis-ease and there's things going on physically in our body, most often that is correlated to an unprocessed or trapped emotion. And so when you're experiencing something, we can surface level, look at it. You can take pills, you can drink alcohol, you can get massages, you can do all these things to kind of like solve the problem that don't actually solve the root of the problem. And so in my experience, if I go to the root and actually figure out what the source of this is and release it, it will no longer manifest in my body. It'll no longer manifest in my life. It'll no longer manifest in my relationships. And that way, when you heal the root of the tree, then everything else heals and expands from there versus looking at, oh, this fruit is fucked up. Let me just like get rid of the fruit. Like, no, let's go to the root and actually heal what's going on inside. Yeah. So that you can bloom. So that you can bloom. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So from what I've gathered from what you're telling me, instead of really having a favorite way of processing your emotions, you kind of combine all of these things together into one process. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. I kind of took everything that I ever needed in terms of like the mind, like, let me be able to understand conceptually because I'm a very mind oriented person. Let me understand conceptually. Like, let me work on naming the emotion and naming the sensation and identifying where it is in my body we start there and then you'll go into how long that energy has been existing in your body. Like how old is that? Um, how long have you been holding on to this? Is this new? Is this old? And then in going into that, we identify the parts that are at play. So parts are essentially these protective mechanisms that we have, and they have a need that they're trying to meet, which is essentially the driver of the behavior. So our behaviors are always driven by uh, a feeling that we have most often, unless we're consciously choosing it. So then we look at, okay, here's the part, here's the need that it has. Can I give this part of me a new job? Can I give this part of me a process around like, maybe I go in and it's very intuitive based on the client that I'm working with and like the process that they personally need. But let's just say at some point in your life, maybe you were 10 years old and you were trying to get your mom's attention because you really wanted to get this toy. And you were like, mom, mom, I really want this toy. And she's like, no, you can't have it. At that moment in time, you experienced an emotion and that emotion, maybe you weren't able to actually process it because you were told you shouldn't feel sad. Don't have a temper tantrum, just let it go. And so that emotion got stuck in your body and you made up a belief about that experience, which might've been, I'm not lovable. I don't get what I want. And my mom doesn't care about me. And then, right. And that that's how our like inner child works is like the poor thing makes up these big, big stories about life and what the world means. Nobody likes me and I'm never going to get my way. Yeah, nobody likes me and I'm never going to get my way. And then we start to make our decisions based on those beliefs. And most of the time they are so 
unconscious and they're not something that we would choose to believe. But at that moment in time, that event was so significant to you because the energy was so intensified and it was like, oh, this is what the world is. And this is what it means to be a human. And so we're constantly like defining the world. And like for the first seven years of your life, you are essentially making rules and beliefs up about who you are and how you have to behave in order to get your needs met. And so in that moment, let's just go back to the 10 year old version of me. Who's like, I really want this thing. But my mom is like, no, I can't afford it. And that emotion of feeling unloved, unimportant, I don't get what I want and feeling like so sad about that, I might start to believe in my life that I can't ask for what I want because I will be rejected. And that belief will drive my behavior. So there's this part of your brain called the RAS, the reticular activating system, which will filter in and out information based on what it believes is important. And so if I, on even an unconscious level, believe that I can't have what I want, I might never actually go for what I want. I might not even ask for what I want. I might not even make decisions or even believe that what I want is possible for me. And it could be because of this one experience I had when I was 10 years old. And so what I've learned from working with clients is that when I can basically the way that we'll go through um, kind of the process that I've created is we will identify what self-sabotaging patterns or like from a more like mental level is we bring awareness to what's happening in your life, the patterns that are happening, the avoidance tendencies, the way that you're relating to the world and how that's showing up in your actions or lack of actions. And then looking at where that resistance essentially lives in your body. Where do you feel it? Where do you feel that emotion when you're wanting to go do the thing where you're thinking about going and doing the thing? And then we'll go into the part. So the part is essentially the aspect that was created at that time. The, the part that was created at that time had a job and that job was to protect you. It's always to protect you. It's always to meet a need. And so when we go in and it's very intuitive, right? Very based on the client, but also like there's a process that I kind of follow. I don't know where I even made this up life experience. And so we'll go into the part and I'll invite my client to go through a series of first kind of cognitively understanding and naming the sensations that they're feeling. And then from there, I'll ask them like, how old does this feel? How long does it feel like you've been experiencing this? And then after that, they'll be able to identify either consciously like, Oh shit, I know, I know now I can pinpoint where this came from. Or it's like, oh, we're not quite getting there yet. Then what we'll do is we'll go in through either a combination of timeline therapy. So actually going back to that version of you and having a conversation with it, we might release it through breath. We might go in and bring that energy up, let it move through the body because you can't consciously identify it or through a combination of movement. It could honestly mean just doing a process of having a fucking temper tantrum and like throwing a fit and being like, nobody cares and letting yourself release that emotion that you didn't get 
get to at that time because you were told don't feel your feelings big girls don't cry boys shouldn't feel these things like all the stories that we have about what it means to feel and experience our emotions and instead you're in a safe container with someone who's like actually no processing your emotions is fucking important and if you don't process your emotions you are going to manifest these experiences that trigger these emotions so you can process them and you're probably going to react in ways that are not in alignment with who you want to be so let's deal with your shit let's let it go so that you can be the human that you want to be. I love that. It's almost like giving the person a container to not necessarily like act unfavorably, right. But just let it all go so that they can go out into the world and really, like you said, be who they want to be, put that foot forward of this is how I know I can show up because I've released all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're creating your life based on your conscious choices, like who I want to be versus what my inner child or my inner teenager or my wounded self is acting out as. Mm. And that's what I really recognized about myself too, is like up until the point that I really went in and like had a container to process these things, I was manifesting these experiences mainly through relationships or even through my business where it's like, Hey, deal with the thing, deal with the thing, deal with the thing. And if you don't deal with the thing, it's going to get bigger. It's going to trigger you more. And then you're going to react. And when we react, we are not deciding consciously we're acting from that traumatized part of our brain like the primal brain that's just like i need to make sure i'm safe and so either you'll fight you'll fight this person you'll run away from them you'll want to avoid it altogether because it's uncomfortable you will fawn and just kind of like people please like all right whatever my needs don't matter yeah or you'll freeze and you'll be like I don't know what to do. And that energy will stay remain trapped in your system up until the point that we actually process it. And so if you observe a child given the space to actually experience their emotions, they process within like a minute and a half, like an emotion will actually process within 90 seconds, given the space without getting stuck in the story. So the story is kind of like the meaning that we're making about the emotion or about us experiencing the emotion. And then they're like, okay, cool. Let's play now. I'm ready. I'm excited. I feel good. But as adults, we're like, oh no, I don't have time to experience this emotion or I should just feel good or I should be happy all the time. And we have these expectations and rules around how we're supposed to perform in the world. So having a container where I'm like, hey, let's like go in and like consciously do this in a safe space. You can process so much so that in life, when these triggers do happen, you're responding to them from a responsible, empowered and like very grounded place versus this inner child reacting to everything that's not feeling good in the world. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Mm -hmm. So earlier you were talking about how you can identify with breath work um, and I guess somatic processes when the emotion became trapped and how long Mm -hmm. you've had it trapped, which is interesting because that's very similar to the emotion code. So As someone who has experienced all of the things, I'm curious as to like how that was different for you to actually experience the emotion code versus how you see these emotions and breath work and somatic processes. My experience is that we already always know, right? When you were like, do you have any questions about like when this happened? And I'm like, was it this? And you're like, yep. I'm like, 
yeah. Cause we know, right. Like we can identify when we really have that sense of trust in our intuition, we can identify when that experience was. So when I bring people into that process, most of the time, and I, and I ask them to recall if it feels safe, like sometimes it is not safe or supportive for us to actually recall the situation. And so I really have to lean into trusting my intuition of, are we going to actually go into the situation or are we just going to go into releasing the energy and releasing the emotion? And so if it feels supportive and they do want to identify, we can, if it doesn't feel like it would be supportive and it might re-traumatize them, we don't go into the actual experience. And so a huge importance of emotional processing is like the safety element and making sure that we're in a safe space. So in the emotion code, it was like, Oh yeah. Like I feel these emotions and I can experience these emotions. And like some of them, I'm like, like, as soon as you're like, Oh yeah, this emotion, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So then it's like, Oh, it's shining a light on things that I at the time wouldn't have thought are a big deal. And I was just kind of like, let it go, whatever. But instead of actually going in and like, so what I've found is like, based on our experience is a lot of the emotions that I process with were within the last like two years. And the last two years for me were like really intense, really traumatic, really like over the top. And if I go into some of the experiences with my clients, it's like, these are really old emotions. These are like childhood emotions. Uh, These are things that have been with you for years and years and years that are playing out in your life. And so I think that combining the two where it's like almost, if you were to go through a series of emotion code sessions, like you could go back and go back and go back and go back. Cause it's like, you're starting at the top and then you're like going all the way back in time through the layers versus I think the way that I've identified it is like, I'm just going like straight the fuck in. So it's like, which feels most supportive for someone? Would you rather like peel the layers off the onion and like do it in a very like safe container where it's like, okay, yes, this, this integrate this now, integrate this experience, let yourself go in. For me, it felt like so nourishing and supportive. Um, cause for some people going to the root right away might be too much, you know? Yeah. So it's really identifying like how fast do you want to go? How deep do you want to go right away? Yeah. I think that answers the question. Yeah, no, that was perfect. So (laughs) exactly what I was curious about is because, so you said breath work, you feel like you always go like right to the root and it's very deep every time. That's a like intense process. And I do resonate with that as well. Having experienced that, I don't even necessarily with our experience, remember what the emotions were or even that it was maybe tied to a specific situation, but I do remember crying and feeling all of the things. Whereas personally in an emotion code session, I know I've had one or two clients cry because of the things that they're recalling. And it with every person, it is different. There are some people that it, it does bring up childhood stuff right away. It's, it's not like that with everybody. And I do think for the most part, it is like you're saying where it's peeling onion layers back. But yeah, I don't feel like I've ever cried. I don't feel like I've ever had that intense emotional experience with the emotion code that I did with breath work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause breath work is actually bypassing the mind and going into the body. So mm-hmm. you're doing it on a subconscious level. Whereas it, I feel like the emotion code is like, we're still conscious, right? We're like very aware because we're actively engaging with each other and you're asking me questions and you're identifying, does this feel right? Yes, 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 yes. So I'm aware the whole time. Wow. And 
with breath work, it's like this access into the body where you're still in control. You're in control of your breath. You're in control of how deep you want to go. You're in control of how much you want to allow yourself to experience. And a breath work session based on everyone that I've facilitated for, and it's been like hundreds of people at this point, it's like, you will only experience what you are actually ready for. It might not be what your mind is ready for, but it's what your soul is ready for. It's what you're ready for on like a very deep level. And like my first breathwork experience was like, holy shit, this is profound. And I've also had people come in being like, I feel really relaxed. I feel really good. So it's very different. It's very individual based. Um, some people like you, for example, have these like profound emotional releases and it's like, I'm crying and I feel liberated and I feel so fucking good. And other people are like, I just feel chill. Like I had a nap, you know? (laughs) So it's so, so individual. Um, and it's really based on like what you're actually ready for in that moment, because it's happening on such a deep intuitive base level that like you won't be blasted off if you're not ready for it. Like I facilitated breath work for my sister actually. And she was like, I was in another dimension. And I'm like, that's bizarre. Like she went in and she was like, I was having all these visual experiences. And I felt like I wasn't even like in my body. And it's like, everyone has a completely different experience. And it's so interesting. Even when I've facilitated groups of like 20 people and everyone comes back and shares their experience. And it's like, totally different from one another. So it's not like one experience is ever, is ever the same. And I think that just goes to show that like, we are bio-individuals and like finding the modalities and the tools that feel most supportive for you. And I'm someone who really likes to experience all of it and go in and like learn from each one and pull from it as needed. Because at one point in time, you might need a breathwork session at another point in time. You might need an emotion code session and another point in time, you might need to just fucking journal. So it's like, it really is based on coming back to trusting yourself to know what you need at that moment in time and going on a journey of processing in a way that is most supportive to you as you. Mm. That's very impactful. Mm-hmm. So for clients who are maybe not ready to take that deep fucking dive into breath work or even the emotion code, what do you recommend? How do you, how do you work with those clients? Yeah. So I would say like, there's these levels and layers of experiencing emotions and you want to make sure that you feel safe each level and each layer that you go. Um, for me, Breathwork can be really as simple. Like it doesn't have to be these really deep sessions. Um, I've started with just like scanning my body and bringing an awareness to how I actually feel in my body. Right. Just like taking a moment to, if it feels safe, closing your eyes or keeping your eyes open and just noticing what you feel as you scan through starting at the top of your head and like going through your face, your jaw, your shoulders, your heart, your ribs, your back, your stomach, your womb, your hips, all the way down to your legs. And just like noticing, just noticing what's there without being like, I got to do the fucking dishes or, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this. And just like being really present with yourself, I think is a really great place to start. And then there's these journal prompts of my mind feels my body feels and my emotions that I noticed are, 
And then you can start to kind of name them. Um, and then you can go into like what that actually felt like in your body. Like, let's just say, for example, in my heart, I'm feeling warmth and I'm mm. feeling tingling and I'm feeling like a buzzy vibration. What do I associate that with? Like, what do I as Taylor make that mean? And I could name that like another thing that you can do that I think is really powerful is if you go on Google and if you probably have this exact same chart, like a chart of emotions, yeah. right? There's these charts of emotions that you can look at. And what you can see is like, there's pretty basic emotions that most of us like live within, like happy, sad, calm, angry, anxious, overwhelmed. Um, but each emotion has like an individual vibration. So if you can notice like what that vibration and what that energy is and start to see, oh, is this actually anxiety or is this excitement? Is this actually anxiety or is this nervousness? Is this actually anxiety or is this, um, something else. Right. And so there's kind of like the basic emotion, but if you can branch off to kind of expand your emotional vocabulary, you'll notice that you might start to experience life a little bit differently. So I would say like, that's a really powerful place to start is just in the awareness of your emotional experience. Um, and then creating safety and like reframing the way that you think about experiencing emotions, because I know for me, um, it felt very intense and overwhelming to experience all the vibrations and emotions in my body that I like numbed them out and I drank and I did drugs and I just did everything to like push it down up until the point where it was like, I can't keep doing this because I'm not living my life. I am numb. I am like unfulfilled and I feel stuck. And so then going into more things like maybe journaling for self-awareness, like journaling is a really great tool to start. Um, then you can also go into something, maybe like talk therapy and like having someone that you feel like you can trust and someone that you can actually process with and someone who will hear you and hear your thoughts and hear your feelings and hear your emotions and help you move through them without trying to fix you or trying to judge you. And for me, I've found that there's a select few people in my life that I can actually process with, without feeling like judged. And that's why I hired a life coach and worked with a counselor is because I wanted someone who was outside of my realm of reality, who's not going to be biased in their opinions and someone who can actually provide me with new tools and resources to support myself. Um, so working with a coach or a therapist or a counselor is a really great avenue to go as well. Um, I think that EFT, like tapping is another really great one. That's a really, really powerful tool. Um, there's like a series of meridians that you go through that kind of like moves energy through the body. Um, the emotion code is a really great one. And of course, like breath work and meditation and somatic therapy and the things that are more on a body-based level. So there's, I would say like, as I'm talking through those, trust the one that feels the most like yes to you like which one feels like the yes and follow that even if it's like oh I don't know if I'm ready or like I don't know how to do this or like is this a weird thing like just lean into it and see what it teaches you um I've experienced all of them and even like for me sometimes music is just like all I need to just experience an emotion I just need to like feel something and music moves us the vibrations so there's vibrations in and there's vibrations out like energy and energy out so music will actually can influence emotions and vibrations through impacting our body so sound healing is also a really great way to do that as well 
So yeah, there's so many different modalities that we can use. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, it's just important to trust your intuition on what feels right. Because even earlier you were mentioning about the emotion code chart and yeah. So when we're doing the emotion code as a practitioner, we have this chart of about 60 emotions and what I have found, especially practicing on myself, but I'm starting to notice that I can do it with other people too, is that I'm looking at the chart and intuitively the emotion that needs to be released stands out. And sometimes I do like to test myself just to be sure. And I'll ask, is it this one? Is it this one? And it'll always end up being correct. My intuition is always right. Of course. So it's just about really what feels right to you. And some days dance might feel right to you. Some days dance is not the vibe, you know, and it's okay to change that up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like the more that you're able to move through the emotions, the more you will be able to access and trust your intuition versus being driven by the emotions. And like some days, like you said, like dance might be it, or you might want to like curl up in a blanket and just like eat popcorn and like not talk to anyone, you know, like same. Or watch a movie. Like there's no right or wrong way of doing it. It's just like, what is most right for you right now? And that can change day to day. Absolutely. And I think that kind of ties into inner child healing as well, because for example, say that, you know, when you were younger, you never got to go to an Astros game that going to a baseball game might be your way of emotional release. I never got to experience this as a child. So now I can go and I can channel all this joy and excitement and all of that. And, you know, you go home and you can process that feeling. Yeah. That's a really beautiful thing too. Like, what did I not get what did I not receive when I was a kid and how can I give that to myself now Mm -hmm. um and that is very likely to bring up some maybe unprocessed emotions or energies and like the other thing too that I would say is there was this analogy I heard pretty sure it's from the book I don't remember what the book is but by Christine Hassler I mentioned her earlier she's a really great coach she's a really great podcast um but she talks about how emotions are like the ocean and they are, they come in waves, right? Mm-hmm. And they are not always predictable. They're not always in your control. They're never actually in your control. And it's not up to you to try to control them, but it's up to you to learn how to surf them. And so you get to be the surfer on the surfboard who rides the waves and who learns how to surf the emotional waves as they do come. Cause otherwise you'll be getting smacked around by them and like rolled through the waves. Instead you can like, sometimes it might be sitting on the beach, just watching the waves go by. Sometimes it might mean actually getting in there and getting in the water and learning how to surf them. And the more you practice actually moving through emotions, the easier it will be. And the bigger your capacity expands and the more anything like life throws at you, you're like, I got this. I got this. I did the little wave. Now I can do the medium wave. Now I can do the big wave. Now I want to go out to the fucking ocean, and ride a hurricane or <laughs> that is probably one of the most beautiful analogies for experiencing emotions and then in turn becoming a master of your emotions which emotional regulation you and I were talking about earlier it's really important for the way people show up like you can't just you know what I mean get mad at something and then go breaking somebody's door down or punching holes in walls like that's not a healthy way of expressing emotions like you know and I do find that people who don't know how to emotionally regulate and channel their emotions 
emotional release into something healthy, they respond by doing things like that. Maybe not necessarily with violence, but ways that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Like if we think about the trauma responses, fight, you know, that could be when we experience anything coming that's coming at us, we will oftentimes respond from a trauma response, but that's not the way that you want to be doing it. So fighting, you know, punching holes in the walls, yelling at your, whoever's coming at you is one way, but it's not a healthy way. Neither is running away. You don't want to run away and avoid and like, you know, try to always be escaping the emotion. You also don't want to be fawning and just being like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. People pleasing. Yeah. No people pleasing or freezing and like actually getting stuck in the emotion that can create a loop as well. So all of those ways, none of them are like the most ideal way. They are ways that we have coped with them in the past. And there's also a better, more productive way. And so for me, one of the, like, if you're going to walk away with anything that would be supportive, I would say like, this process that I use every single time that you can do like in the moment, in the heightness of a trigger, um, in something happening is to just breathe. And so breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth for a longer exhale than you are inhale. So basically like breathing in and then breathing out for essentially as long as you can and doing that for a few cycles will shift you out of your sympathetic nervous system into your parasympathetic nervous system. So out of the fight or flight and into the rest and digest. And so if you cycle through that at least 10 times and it'll allow your heart rate to lower, it'll allow your conscious mind to come on, turn off your, um, lizard brain. (laughs) And then that way you're able to regulate yourself in the midst of anything that you're feeling. And I also really like using affirmations as I am breathing as well. So something like I am safe, I am safe. It's safe for me to feel. And what this does is it starts to slow down all of the intense energies brings you back down into that really calm place. And then from there you can respond versus react. So that's like one tool that I'd say you could use for the rest of your life. I use it. Like if I'm not wanting to go into a deep process and it's just like, I need to let this go. I need to calm myself down. That's what you can do before anything in the middle of anything. And after anything, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually think this would be a perfect segue to go into the breathwork practice. So as I talked about earlier, guys, please make sure that you're comfy and you're not driving a vehicle. Um, we're going to go into a couple minutes of breathwork with Taylor. So I'm going to go ahead and mute myself and let you do your thing. Incredible. Okay. So essentially we're going to be doing the same breath, which is going to be in through the nose and out through the mouth. And the intention is to focus just on your breath, focus on cycling that oxygen into your body and then letting it go. So the way that I like to do this breath is that you're breathing in positive energy and you're breathing out negative energy. So if we think of ourselves almost like a tree, think of the way that the tree takes in carbon dioxide and it cycles it through and then it lets go of oxygen. So it's like, how can we be alchemists of energy? We are the alchemists of energy. So you can do this with an affirmation, something like, 
I breathe in love or peace or calm, whatever it is that you're wanting to call in. And I release whatever the energy is that you're ready to let go of. I release stress. I release tension. I release overwhelm. I release anxiety. And you get to decide as you're breathing, you're just going to focus on, I breathe in love. I release anxiety. And you're going to keep those affirmations going as you breathe through. And we're going to do this for just a couple of minutes and see how you feel before. So I feel like at this point in the podcast, you're probably chilling. Um, but you can also try this in daily life as well and just see like, how does it, how does it change my energy? And so then the other thing I like to do too, is there's this trigger scale that I would say is like one to 10, 10 being like, I am so triggered. I feel like I'm heightened and I need to either like fight, flight, freeze, or you're at a one, which is essentially I'm calm and I'm good, very consciously aware. My heart is calm. I feel relaxed. So you can navigate how intense emotions are. Um, I do this in conversations with people who are very close to me as well as like, let's talk about the trigger. It's like, I'm at a 10 right now, or I'm at a five. And like, I need, this is what I need. And then that way you can navigate through these experiences versus reacting. So this process is essentially just to alchemize any energy that's like stuck in your body and to tap you into whatever the intention state is. So before we begin, you're going to make sure you're comfy, cozy, can close your eyes. So ideally not driving. If you have a blanket, yes, get all cozy. And you're going to gently close down your eyes whenever you feel ready. Maybe roll your shoulders a couple of times, adjust your hips or anything that you need to do to feel really nice and comfortable. You could honestly even lay down for this if you feel called to. And we're just gonna begin by taking a deep breath in through the nose and then out through the mouth. Sighing that out. Then again, in through the nose and out through the mouth. One more time, breathing that in, letting that go. And now I want to invite you to breathe at your own pace in through the nose and out through the mouth yeah and focusing in on whatever you're breathing in breathing in and letting go of and just allowing yourself to completely soften on every exhale Noticing if you can relax your shoulders, your heart, your neck, your back and your hips. As you continue to breathe in and out. And you can even experiment with as you breathe out, maybe letting out a sigh, 
<sighs> Shaking it out a little bit. And just letting your body move in a way that feels good. Maybe rolling your shoulders or your neck, stretching out your arms, opening up your heart, moving your hips. And even saying, thank you, body. Thank you for always breathing for me. Sending gratitude to your lungs, keeping you alive. You never have to actually do anything. We always just breathe. We breathe with intention. You move through life with that much more clarity. So I'm gonna invite you back. If you haven't already opened your eyes, you can come back to the room around you. I always like to orient myself to the space by looking around, just like, I'm here, 3D physical world. <laughs> oh, I needed that. <laughs> it's so funny because anytime that I breathe, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. And it's like, I was spending so much time thinking overcomplicating things like rushing through life and then I breathe and I'm like everything's fine I'm doing great <laughs> such a simple process too so I don't feel like a lot of people really realize this is really an impactful way to move through an emotion they just think you know okay like I gotta shove it down I don't have time like I can deal with this later but really just taking a moment in that moment to breathe it out you can save yourself a lot of trouble down the line because you're just taking a second to sit with your emotions and then release them instead of trapping them and letting it create all these imbalances that are going to pop up later yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's like, this is truly self-care. This is truly taking care of yourself. Like emotional work is the thing that's what our world is honestly needing. And that's why I love, I fucking love the work that I do with my clients because it's like, you're a busy human. You're creating amazing things. You're taking care of people. You're like working with your clients or your business or your job or whatever it may be. Like you don't always have the time to just like slow down and breathe. And like, I'm someone who I have created a life where I have a lot of spaciousness within it, but not everybody has that privilege or that opportunity. So like coming into a container where you're working with like a coach or a facilitator or a practitioner who can be like, yeah, we're going to do this and process this in this set amount of time so that when you're done, you can go back into life, not feeling like you're constantly go, 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 go. And then everything falls apart because you've been trying to hold it all together. You know, <laughs> are you talking about me? I feel like you're talking about me. <laughs> I feel a little Very likely. Yes. You and the rest of the fucking world, honestly, my ideal client. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been an incredible episode. I'm very excited to share it with everyone. Me too. Me too. This was so much fun. And I really appreciate you having me and sharing your magic and your wisdom and your gifts with the world. And to just see you in it is so like humbling for me and like so gratifying as well because it's I remember when you started and to see how far you've come I'm, I'm very proud of you and very grateful to be on this path and on this podcast with you so thank you my love <laughs> that's so beautiful it really is full circle it's so crazy I was just thinking about that earlier
All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys feel a lot more relaxed after that breathwork practice. You can find Taylor on Instagram at Taylor, the life coach. And of course, I'm also going to include her information in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know your feedback. If you have any, you can send it to my email at Natasha at brightsoulhealing.com. And I look forward to seeing y'all in the next episode.